as we go into the new year, there's a lot of volatile trading. You know it in the stock market because there was this big run up. And so there's profit taking and they kind of move things around. But one thing that's really particularly squirrely, I think, is the energy market. I mean, by all rights, I think we ought to have $100 oil right now. My gosh, they're, they're, they're fighting. They're, you know, sinking ships in the Red Sea and the economy's booming. There ought to be a lot of demand. But in fact, there's been a lot of pressure on it. After a little rally Tuesday morning, it fell, turned around and fell back again. One man who's been watching the energy business since um, Spindletop, I think, was <laughs> is <Yeah>, just about. <laughs> Dr. Bernard Weinstein, we former director of the McGuire Energy Institute, Cox School of Business at SMU. And it's good to have you with us. Well, it's good to be with you, David. Happy New Year. And and to you. So is it going to be a happy new year if you're in the energy business? I mean, they ought to just be printing money right now. I thought we'd have $100 oil. Actually, we should probably have $50 oil, not $100 really? oil. The reality is the world is drowning in oil. There is so much oil out there on the markets today, and the potential for additional production has never been higher. That's the supply side. You look at the demand side, and yes, you're, you're right. The, the U.S. economy is booming, but that's not the case in most other parts of the world. Uh, Europe uh, has not come back nearly as quickly from uh, the COVID-induced recession as we have. Uh, China's economy is still in the doldrums. So there is plenty of oil out there relative to demand. And on top of all that, OPEC just doesn't matter as much as it used to. Not when, I guess, West Texas seems to be calling all the shots and doing all the production. Is this, there's been a lot of breakthroughs. I mean, technology has been their friend. Certainly, we, know, we all know about fracking. But rigs seem to be more efficient. They don't seem to have as much demand for, it doesn't take as many people to, to drill an oil. It doesn't, doesn't take as long to drill a well anymore. Uh, that's true. The efficiency gains in the oil patch have been incredible. We are producing record amounts of oil in the Permian Basin with half the number of rigs we were using five years ago. We've got new fracking techniques. We're also producing oil and natural gas more cleanly. Uh, emissions have dropped dramatically. So I think the shale revolution and its aftermath have really changed the global energy equation. You know, there are a lot of economies that grew up based on energy. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of Latin American countries that suddenly got a lot of money. But, my gosh, OPEC came out of, out, out of the sand. And, and Russia um, is, 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 you know, goes bankrolls a lot of the stuff they do by selling energy. Well, that's true. It's and, gonna change and I, this will change politics, won't it? Yeah. Well, as, as much as we have tried, as we in the West have tried to punish Russia, uh, their oil industry seems to be doing quite well. Uh, their production was actually up next year, uh, excuse me, last year, will probably be up this year. They found new markets from oil that they used to send to Europe. Uh, huge volumes of discounted Russian oil are going to India, China, and other countries. So that's part of this, 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 this new supply-demand balance. Yes, we're trying to punish Russia, but there's still plenty of Russian oil on the market and that's also helping to keep prices down. Last time I looked, I think oil was trading a little under a $71 a barrel WTI, a few dollars more uh, for Brent. 
And, and that's really amazing considering the political, geopolitical turmoil we've seen over the past two years. Yeah. Just absolutely unbelievable. But if, I mean, take Russia, for example, are, are any of the members of OPEC that have a lot of demands for money, and it was all predicated on, in some cases, $100 a barrel oil, they're not getting $100 a barrel anymore. Uh, but they're doing fine with 70 to $75 oil. I don't have any concerns about OPEC members and their finances. Uh, they're doing just fine, with perhaps the exception of Iran. So uh, wh what is it like going forward? Is this the new normal? I mean, do we even need to be scrambling to try to refill the strategic petroleum reserves here in the U.S.? Well, it's always a good idea to have some spare capacity in the form of the strategic petroleum reserves. So I think it makes sense to fill it. On the other hand, it's hard for me to imagine a scenario in, in, in which the supply side, the global supply side gets so desperate that we need to tap that reserve just to meet domestic demand. You know, as I said uh, you know, earlier, there's plenty of oil out there. We've got thousands of drilled but uncompleted wells. And a worst case scenario, we could ramp up production here in the U.S. pretty quickly. So I think 2024 looks pretty good for the oil and natural gas markets. Last year, uh, we produced record amounts of both. We became the world's leading exporter of liquefied natural gas. That should be true in 2024 as well. We're, we're a net uh, exporter of oil now. So it's a, it's a different world than we lived in 10 years ago. And I think the energy markets, uh, particularly here in the United States, are going to do just fine in 2024. And I don't see any dramatic increase or decrease in oil or, or gasoline prices going forward. So one of the arguments uh, I've heard, but they, they tell me about shale, they say, well, this, this shale stuff is wonderful, but it doesn't last. It doesn't last like the great pools of, of oil that we, we've been discovering, that it'll all be gone, you know, in a short period of time, you'll be in a mess again. Oh, I don't, I, I don't buy that argument. Uh, a lot of shale plays are like layer cakes. So there, there's, there's a lot more... Uh, veins of hydrocarbons that could be tapped. There's tremendous potential offshore, particularly the Gulf of Mexico. So, of course, this all depends on whether or not we have accommodating public policies. Uh, you know, right now we have the Biden administration that posits itself as being a a kind of a, 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 a climate saver and at the same time recognizing that we and the rest of the world need oil and gas. So we're seeing pipelines approved. We've had some offshore oil sales. So politics is, is politics, but I think the, the current administration understands that fossil fuels are going to be around for a long time, particularly in an election year. They want that industry to stay healthy because there are lots of jobs that are connected to the U.S. oil and gas industry. So you put it all together and 2024 ought to be a pretty normal year. Now, when I say normal, yes, there will be ups and downs, but I don't see any any dramatic change in, in prices in the year ahead. So whatever happened to those guys who were writing the books about peak oil? They, they could they looked at a calendar circle to date and said, this is when you when you tap and they're just not making anymore. They're not any more dinosaurs out there that are dying. Well, we used to talk about about uh, you know, peak oil on the supply side, that the yeah. world was running out of oil. Now right. we recognize that the world's never going to run out of oil, potential oil. And we talk about peak oil on the demand side. 
there again, there are a whole kind of scenario. There are a whole host of scenarios. You know, some say, oh, man, we're going to we're going to reach, uh, you know, peak demand for oil in 2030. Others say 2050. Uh, I would go with the 2050 crowd. But even if we have peak demand for oil, that doesn't mean that oil is going to go away because we need fossil fuels. We derive all of our petrochemicals from fossil fuels. We get a lot of our drugs from fossil fuels. There are so many products that come from oil and natural gas that really don't have substitutes. So even if we reach peak demand for oil and natural gas, that doesn't mean we're going to see that demand drop off very quickly. That's good to know. Here, Early in 2024, I'm going to go find something else to worry about. Dr. Bernard Weinstein is the uh, former director, associate director of the McGuire Energy Institute at SCBU and our good friend for a long time. It's good to have you with us. Good to talk to you, David. Thanks. Have a great year. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.